Hey, good evening, Grace Point. Uh, back here on Thursday nights with Pastor Brad, going over the book of Matthew. Man, I tell you what, the way Brian and I do these recordings, we, we record maybe four to eight all in one session. And so sometimes I start off a little slow, but man, I get rolling in this stuff. It's exciting. And I'm just really stirred up and excited about where we're going in Matthew. It's really, it, it's awesome. So we're going to pick up where we left off last week. Matthew chapter 12, written by Matthew. This book is demonstrating that Jesus is the King of the Jews, that Jesus is the Messiah, and that Jesus is the fulfillment of Scripture. It's powerful. Last week, uh, Jesus was uh, in a dispute with the Pharisees again. They said He was casting out devils by the power of the devil. And He said, no, I'm casting devils out by the Spirit of God. And I bound the strong man. I keep wanting to point out that even though Jesus was binding the strong man on the earth, forgiving sins on the earth, and he was healing the sick on the earth, ultimately, he healed your diseases, he forgave your sins, and he disarmed Satan, Colossians 2.15, at the cross. He, had, he died and was buried, and he rose again from the dead and went to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to reveal the things of the Spirit to believers to help men to preach the gospel, okay? He's not here physically except in His body, but He is here by the Spirit to enforce His last will and testament, to enforce the covenant. What He did on earth was a foreshadowing of what He was going to do at the cross in the atonement as we can see so clearly in Isaiah chapter 53 and other scriptures. It's so powerful. He's with us now. Right now, He's with us to bring healing, to forgive sins, and to minister. Jesus, I praise You and thank You for who You are. Lord, I want to believe. I want to press in to the things that You've, not just for me, Lord, but for people in this city that are lost, people in our community that are lost, the sins, they've never received the forgiveness of sins that you've already paid for. The strong man in their life has not been broken. They're still bound by principalities and powers that have no legal right to bind them. They just don't know it. I pray for them, Lord. Help us to preach the gospel effectively with power in Jesus' name. So now we're going to move on. Jesus was in this battle, and now he's going to give a warning to these religious leaders, listen to this in verse uh, 31. Therefore, I say unto you, Jesus is doing that all the time. Therefore, I say unto you, he is the Lord and he is decreeing something. He said, this is how it is. Verily, verily, I say unto you, therefore, I say unto you, truly, I say unto you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, Jesus, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. I want to talk about this age and age to come. But first, let me deal with this. When God is working in His power by the Holy Spirit and demonstrating His presence so clearly and obviously, and the power of the Spirit is there, 
and men blasphemed that Holy Spirit, which they did. How did they do that? They said that Jesus was the devil. They said that the works of the Holy Spirit were really the works of the devil. That would give me great pause if I was a preacher and people were teaching divine healing or deliverance from sin or deliverance from demons or the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If they were teaching and preaching on that stuff, which I heard when I was little, preachers say that was of the devil. That would give me great pause. I think I would be careful about that. If you don't know and you're a preacher and you don't know that that's true, I think I'd be, I think I'd be quiet about it. Because you can oppose Jesus, but if you start opposing the work of the Holy Spirit, the word of Jesus said that you won't get forgiveness in this age or in the age to come. Now, I, don't, I know the Lord's merciful on the ignorant. I know some people do things and say things out of absolute ignorance, and I believe they'll be forgiven. But if people set themselves up against the power of God, the Holy Spirit, the power of God, set themselves up against the power of God and start resisting the power of God, they could be in a little bit of trouble. And I would just caution you, this has been my way of life. If I don't understand something, I am just going to be quiet until I do understand it. Someone say amen. Now, there's a, there's a pastoral side to this too. Some people say, well, Brad, I think I blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And there are people, the devil lies to people and he tells them, you know, that you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And people say, I think I blaspheme the Holy Spirit and I don't think I can ever be forgiven. And, and what the curious thing about that is, is those people often are in church and they often love the Lord and the thought that they might have blasphemed the Holy Spirit torments them. And I always tell them, there is no way that you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You love the Lord. You're in church, right? And you're very grieved by the very thought that you might have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. There's no way. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, God, Ichabod, would be written on the door of your heart, you would have no remorse for it. You would have no concern for it. You wouldn't care. You would think you were right. You would be standing in your arrogance, and you would have no repentance, no thought for it. So if you're being tormented, thinking that you blaspheme the Holy Spirit and you love Jesus, and you know that right there is evidence that you haven't. You got to let that thought go. The devil tries to inflict that on people. I don't know if it's because preachers preach it too hard or something. This is for people that are opposing the move of God. It'd be like if a revival broke out in Utica and miracles were happening and people were getting healed and all these things were occurring. And then some of the you know, people in the neighborhood started saying it was of the devil and they came against it. They would be in huge trouble with the Lord. I'm saying if a revival broke out here, if it broke out the Methodist church, if it broke out the Church of Christ, wherever it broke out, if we start opposing the power of God, speaking against it, saying that's a work of the devil, you may be in some trouble. Now, and Jesus says there's not forgiveness in this age or in the age to come. I want to, you know, this word uh, age, the, the, Greek, the Greek word is aeon, 
And the timeline of God is broken up into ages, and I, I want you to know that. There is an age to come. Jesus said that there was going to be an age to come. What age do we live in right now? We live in the gospel age. We live in the age of grace. We live in the age where the Jews and Gentiles have been made into one new man, and God is no longer charging men with their sins. He's forgiving sins, and He's uh, offering repentance, and He's offering forgiveness. He's not holding sins against people in Christ. If they come to Him through the gospel, He's not holding their sins against them. Their sins truly already are forgiven. All they have to do is reach out and receive that forgiveness. We are in the gospel age of grace. There is another age coming when Jesus is going to come in great power and glory with his angels, and he will judge this world in righteousness and truth. And if you do not have Jesus as your Savior, if you have not experienced the great grace of God in your life, you will answer for every sin you ever committed. Flip over to Acts 3.21. I want to read you this. Jesus said, I'll just start with Acts 3.19. This is Peter, I believe. He said, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, whom was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the time of the restoration of all things, which God has spoken about by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. He goes on, he says, Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days, the current days of the gospel and the days of the fulfillment of all things, the restoration of all things. One day, Jesus is going to restore everything. Jesus is going to sit on the throne in Jerusalem as king. And he'll be the judge of all men. Isn't that powerful? It's a beautiful thing. So there is judgment coming. We live in the age of grace. Flee to Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. I want to read one more scripture, and I guess I'll end there tonight. In uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 says, It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Look at that again. Have tasted of the powers of the age to come. If they should fall away to renew themselves again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open chain. He says they have tasted the powers of the age to come. That's Christians. We Christians live in the now of a fallen world but we're connected by the kingdom through Jesus to the powers of the age to come. And how much of that power that we walk in is really up to us and our union and our communion and union and relationship with God. If we walk in the spirit, we can have a walk of the spirit and we can have a walk of power. We can actually experience, Lily, the powers of the age to come in the present because we've already died with Christ, been buried 
and raised up and seated, and we're sitting at His right hand. And in a sense, spiritually, we're already in that age to come. Just physically, we're still living in this present darkness. We're living in a broken world. We're living in a fallen world. But we already have access through Jesus to the powers of the age to come. Paul talks about that in Hebrews 7 too. He says, Jesus has the power of an endless life. And through the power of that endless life, He's bringing us salvation. He's saving us to the uttermost. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome that Jesus is bringing this power to us? So Paul said, if you tasted that power and you turn your back on Jesus, where's your forgiveness of sin? Right? Amen. So Jesus said, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, and the powers of the age to come, the power of the Holy Spirit, He said there's not forgiveness in this age, this present darkness, but it really is the age of grace or in the age to come. We'll just end right there and we'll pick up there next week.